السلام علیکم ورحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ نحمد رسول الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم ربش رحلی صدری ویسرلی عمری وحل العقدم السانی یفقہ قولی اللہ مہدی قلبی وسدد لسانی وسر الصیم تقلبی امین یا رب العالمین کتاب الجنائز انشاء اللہ ول بگن فرام باب نمبر which is bab ittiba'in nisa'il janaiz bab chapter heading of ittiba'in nisa' ittiba' is to follow and an-nisa women meaning following by the women of what al-janaiz of the funerals meaning when a funeral is taken in the sense that when the deceased is washed shrouded prayed upon then the body is carried to the graveyard or from the gates of the graveyard it is taken to the gravesite and remember that at this time the body is carried by people on their shoulders so this is ittiba'ul janaiz funeral procession so can women participate in that this is the question the question is not can women participate in the funeral prayer that is understood women do perform the funeral prayer also correct The question here is about carrying the body to the grave site. And remember that this is not the job of one or two people. A body must be carried on the shoulders of people. So this means several people are carrying the body together. And if several people are doing that together, this means that they will be very close to one another. So as they will walk, they will end up touching each other. Correct? And then they're carrying the body So that also is not something that's easy to do. Carrying a child for a long distance can be difficult. This is carrying the body of a dead person. Has it ever happened with you that you hold a child and the child kind of drops all their weight on you? So what happens? It's even more difficult to carry the child. Now, the dead person is not carrying their own weight because they have no life in them. So the entire weight is upon who? On the shoulders of the people who are transporting the body. So the reason why I'm saying this is that this is not an easy task either. It's a heavy responsibility. It requires physical ability. Then thirdly, if you think about it, carrying the body to the gravesite requires a level of emotional stability also. Because a person can easily break down over here. They can start crying. Just the sight of a grave can upset people. So this is literally carrying the body to the grave site and then burying the body. So the question is, can women participate in this? Can women participate in this? So inshallah we will look at the narration over here. Now just before we continue, remember that the women at the time of the Prophet ﷺ did not do this. I mean we don't find any narration in which women were actively participating in taking the body to the gravesite, carrying the body on the shoulders, and then burying the body. So this is the reason why Imam Bukhari, Imam al-Shafi'i, they were of the opinion, and many other scholars, that the dead body is only to be carried by who? By men and not women. Because of the reasons that I mentioned to you earlier, there's you know people touching one another, it's heavy, it's not easy, it's physically, it requires physical strength and ability, and then it also requires emotional strength and stability. So this is something that may be lacking in many women, so this responsibility has been given to who? To the men. 
So let's look at the narration. حدثنا قبيصة بن عقبة حدثنا سفيان عن خالد الحذاء عن أم الهذيل عن أم عطية رضي الله عنها. So أم عطية رضي الله عنها reported. قالت نهينا عن اتباع الجنائز. She said that we were forbidden from joining or from following the funeral procession. ولم يعزم علينا but it was not too strict for us. What does it mean by this hadith? First of all, we see that Umm Atiyah is saying that Nuhina, we were forbidden. And by we, what she means is women. Because of course, the janazah has to be taken by someone. It's not that all Muslims are forbidden. No, men would take the janazah. So what she means by us is women. So Nuhina an ittiba' al-janaiz. And then she says, وَلَمْ يُعْزَمْ عَلَيْنَا What does it mean by this statement? Yurzam is from Ain Zaymim, alright? And Azm is to make a firm resolve to do something. Make a firm resolve to be firmly determined, to be strict and rigid about something. Because when you make a firm resolve to do something, what does it mean? Even if somebody stops you, do you stop? Do you stop? No, you don't. People can try to stop you multiple times, but you're not going to listen to them. Right? You're not going to budge. You're strict about what you want to do. You're firm about what you want to do. So, lam yurzam alayna, what this means is that we were stopped from participating in the funeral procession, but not very strictly. You see, there are some things that we have been forbidden from, and there is also warning that's given. Or there is a punishment that is to be carried out if a person indulges in that action. Like for example, theft. Theft is something that is clearly wrong, it's forbidden. And if a person commits theft, then is there a punishment? Yes, there is. Lying. Lying is wrong, it's forbidden. Are there any warnings related to lying? Many. What about backbiting? Many. Now, then we also see that a woman leaving her house, right, going into men, like in the marketplace, with perfume, such that the fragrance is spreading everywhere, then for that also there is warning. Isn't it? But then there are other things which we have been told to refrain from and there aren't that level of warnings or punishments associated to those actions. So Ummi Atiyah is saying over here that yes, we were stopped from participating in the funeral procession, but not too strictly. So yes, women are not supposed to do that. All right. However, it's not like it is one of the major sins. You understand? So, based on this narration, the scholars have derived that, one group of scholars have derived that for women to participate in a funeral procession is makru. It is disliked, but we cannot say that it is haram. It is disliked, but we cannot say that it is haram. So, for example, if, let's say, from the masjid where the funeral prayer was performed, the body is now taken to the graveyard. And let's say you happen to go for the janazah with your family. All right? Your father is driving the car. And then instead of going all the way home, all right, and dropping you or leaving you in the masjid, what does he do? He says, we're all going to go to the graveyard. Now, his car is following the car in which the Body is. So this is a funeral procession because the body is being taken. 
Now, what does he do? He parks the car uh, in the graveyard, very close to the gravesite. Okay? Now, you happen to be in the car. Is it like, are you committing a sin by being in that car, by being driven to the graveyard, and by sitting in the car in the graveyard? Are you committing a sin? No. Based on this hadith, what we understand is that yes, women do not participate in the funeral procession, but it's not haram, it's not a sin on them. However, it is disliked. Why is it disliked? For the reasons that we discussed earlier. And Imam Malik, alright, Imam Malik and the other scholars of Medina, they actually permitted this based on this narration that a woman may participate, but the safer opinion is that it is disliked based on the fact that the women at the time of the Prophet ﷺ did not participate in this. We know that women even went for jihad. They went along and they did what they could. But we don't learn that women participated in the burial. They're going to the gravesite and then they are carrying the body. They didn't do that. This was a responsibility that was given to who? To the men. Secondly, this statement is also understood in another way. That walam yurzam alayna. Some scholars understood this as that it was not emphasized for us, meaning we are not supposed to participate in the funeral procession. It's the men who are supposed to do it. Lam yurzam alayna. Ittibarul janais has not been commanded to us. All right, it's not what we do. It's the men who do this. Alright? It's not something that women do, it's something that the men do. So, based on different opinions of the scholars, to summarize, what we learn is that some scholars did permit it, because the prohibition is not firm. Secondly, they said that it is disliked, because the nahi is still proven. Right? The prohibition is still proven. She said, nuhina. Now, does it make sense that the Prophet ﷺ is forbidding a group of people to do something and they still do it? They say, well, haram has not been used. Right? This is similar to how in the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says regarding alcohol and gambling, فَهَلْ أَنْتُمْ مُنْتَهُونَ Are you going to stop? And then some people say, well, the word haram has not been used. Right? That doesn't make sense. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, will you stop? Are you not going to stop? Then it means you better stop. So just like that, if Ummi Atiyah is saying that Nuhina, we were stopped, that means, yes, even though it may not be haram, a major sin, that doesn't mean you go and do it. Is this clear? And then some scholars also said that no, it is forbidden, and they interpreted the narration in a different way, saying that Lam Yurzam Alayna means that it's not something that we are required to do. It's not our responsibility, it's the responsibility of the men. Is this clear? Any question? Okay, the question is, after the burial has been done, can you go to visit the grave? Yes, you can. Alright, inshallah, we'll talk about visiting the graves in detail later. But remember, as I mentioned at the beginning, this is specifically about taking the body to the gravesite and burying the body. This is ittiba'ul janais. And there is a lot of reward for this, but this is a responsibility that has been given to the men. Yes. I'm no one to give an opinion, but like you said that if let's say a person's non-Muslim relative or friend has passed away and it's their funeral, and you can't exactly get out of it because uh, you know everyone's situation is different and in some situations it's not possible for people to get out of it. 
then here this hadith is beneficial, right? That even though Nuhina, but it's not like it's a major sin if she were to go, if she were to be there. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, from the car, okay, from a distance, yes, there's no harm. And uh, before, uh, the body would be taken, you know, from the house, people would carry the body on their shoulders, and they're walking through the streets, and it's understood that if the body is being taken, people are going to see, right? So women are not forbidden from watching the funeral. They're forbidden from participating in it, carrying the body, lifting the body, lowering the body, into the grave, and then putting mud on it. This is something that has been assigned specifically to men. باب إحداد المرأة على غير زوجها إحداد المرأة إحداد is mourning. Mourning, which is also mentioned in the Quran, where we learn in Surah Al-Baqarah that those who die, وَالَّذِينَ يُتَوَفَّوْنَ مِنْكُمْ وَيَذَرُونَ أَزْوَاجٍ they leave behind their wives, then يَتَرَبَّصْنَ بِأَنفُسِهِنَّ They must wait for how long? أَرْبَعَةَ أَشْهُرٍ وَعَشْرًا Their waiting period is four months and ten days. So the waiting period for a widow is known as إِحْدَاد. It is known as إِحْدَاد or حِدَاد. Mourning for the widow. Mourning by the widow for the loss of her. Husband. And for that, the duration is four months and ten days. The question here is, can she mourn for ala غَيْرِ zawjiha For someone other than her husband? Meaning if a woman's father dies, for example, can she mourn his death? If her brother dies, if her child dies, can she mourn their death? Yes, of course, that mourning, that feeling of sadness will be there. But remember that when it comes to ihdad, mourning, there is a certain way of observing this mourning. And what is that certain way? That a woman, for instance, refrains from beautifying herself. Alright? She refrains from wearing fancy clothes. She refrains from wearing jewelry and makeup, etc. And this is understandable. I mean, if you are sad, you are grieving, you have just lost something that's so valuable to you, a loved one has died, then you cannot put makeup on, you cannot wear jewelry. You're too sad to do that. You cannot wear perfume. And you cannot go on uh, looking fancy and dressed up. Now, this state... A woman can be in this state, in fact should be in this state, at the time when her husband dies for four months and ten days. But when someone else dies and she is sad, then she cannot observe this mourning for more than three days. No matter how sad she is, all right, even if her father has passed away, her brother, her child has passed away, she is sad, she's not wearing fragrance, makeup and jewelry, nothing, but she cannot continue to live like this for more than three days. What's the proof of that? حدثنا مسدد حدثنا بشر بن المفضل حدثنا سلمة بن علقمة عن محمد بن سيرين قالت توفي ابن لأم عطية محمد بن سيرين reported that a son of Umm Atiya died. So Umm Atiya رضي الله عنها same Sahabiya, alright? Her son died. فَلَمَّا كَانَ الْيَوْمُ الثَّالِثِ When it was the third day, دَعَتْ بِصُفْرَةٍ 
she asked for a yellow perfume. Because remember that we're just used to perfumes which come in spray bottles, so we just spray them on. But perfume also comes in the form of oil. The itr that you use comes in the form of oil. So sufra refers to some perfume oil which also left a yellow color on the skin. Alright, so it was like shimmer, color, fragrance, everything in one. So she asked for some sufra and then fatamassahat bihi and then she wiped it on herself. She put it on her skin. وَقَالَتْ And she said, نُهِينَا أَن نُحِدَّ We were forbidden from mourning أَكْثَرَ مِنْ ثَلَاثٍ For more than three days إِلَّا بِزَوْجٍ Except for the husband. Meaning, even though I'm sad, but I cannot continue like this for more than three days. So on the third day, she applied fragrance on. حدثنا الحميدي حدثنا سفيان حدثنا أيوب بن موسى قال أخبرني حميد بن نافع عن زينب ابنتي أبي سلمة so زينب the daughter of Abu Salama قالت she said لما جاء نعي أبي سفيان she said when there came the news of the death of Abu Sufyan remember the word نعي we read this earlier also it's about announcing the death of someone and we learn of some ahadith which prohibit this announcement, the reason being that people would make a big deal out of this, where they would walk through the streets and they would announce the death of someone and they would you know, start crying and wailing at the same time. So making a scene out of it, basically, this is something that's forbidden. However, announcing the death, letting people know, this is something that is permissible. So when the news came of the death of Abu Sufyan min al-Sha'mi from al-Sham, Da'at Ummu Habibata radiyallahu anha, Ummu Habiba radiyallahu anha asked for bisufratin for yellow perfume fil yawm al-thalith on the third day. Same thing is happening. Now who's Ummu Habiba radiyallahu anha? Our mother. Alright? She's one of the mothers of the believers. One of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ. How is she related to Abu Sufyan? Exactly. She is the daughter of Abu Sufyan. Remember when Abu Sufyan came to Medina because the people of Makkah had violated the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. So Abu Sufyan came into Medina and he was not really welcomed. So he went to his daughter's house, Ummi Habiba. And when he went there, he sat on the cushion of the Prophet ﷺ, where he was about to sit, so she took it away. Right? So, so he said that, I don't know if I am too good for this cushion, or this cushion is too good for me. He couldn't understand what was happening. So uh, anyway, this is Ummu Habiba. And Abu Sufyan, remember, he embraced Islam at the occasion of the conquest of Mecca. So he was in Asham later, much after that. And when he died, the news reached Medina. So the third day, Ummu Habiba asked for yellow perfume, فمسحت, and then she wiped, عارضيها وذراعيها. She wiped it on her cheeks and her arms. On her cheeks and her arms. I mean, people think that if they're putting some fancy makeup with some shimmer and color, you know, it's such a big deal. They'll happily spend like $40 over one product or like 60 or $80 over one product. And we see that 1400 years ago, Sahabiyat also, you know, they wore something like this on their arms and even on their cheeks. And this also shows that there is nothing wrong with it. 
there's nothing wrong with it. If a woman is wearing some makeup on her cheeks or her arms, meaning something that's leaving some color and uh, leaving fragrance, there's nothing wrong with that, as long as it's done in a permissible way. So, فَمَّسَحَتْ عَارِضَيْهَا وَدِرَاعَيْهَا وَقَالَتْ And she said, إِنِّي كُنْتُ عَنْ هَذَا لَغَنِيَّةً She said, I am indeed ghaniya from this, meaning I'm not interested in this. It's not something that I like or something that I want to do. I'm in no need of putting this makeup on or this fragrance on. لَوْلَا أَنِّي سَمِعْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَقُولُ If it was not for what I heard the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saying, meaning the only reason why I'm putting this on is because I heard the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم say that لَا يَحِلُّ لِمْرَأَةٍ تُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ It is not permissible for a woman who believes in Allah in the last day أَن تُحِدَّ عَلَى مَيِّتٍ فَوْقَ ثَلَاثٍ that she mourns over the death of someone for more than three days. إِلَّا عَلَى زَوْجٍ Except for the husband. فَإِنَّهَا تُحِدُّ عَلَيْهِ أَرْبَعَةَ أَشْهُرٍ وَعَشْرًا For she will mourn over him for four months and ten days. So basically, she deliberately put this fragrance on to make it clear to people that she was no longer in mourning. And also to make it clear to herself. She's coming out of the state of mourning. حَدَّثَنَا إِسْمَعِيلَ حَدَّثَنِي مَالِكَ عَنْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ بْنِ أَبِي بَكْرِ بْنِ مُحَمَّدِ بْنِ عَمْرِ بْنِ حَزْمٍ عَنْ حُمَيْدِ بْنِ نَافِعٍ عَنْ زَيْنَبَ بِنْتِ أَبِي سَلَمَةَ أَخْبَرَتْهُ قَالَتْ So Zainab, the daughter of Abu Salama, she informed him saying that دَخَلْتُ عَلَى أُمِّ حَبِيبَةَ Zainab is reporting that I came to Ummi Habiba, the wife of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, فقالت so she said, سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول, she said that I heard the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam say that لا يحل لمرأة تؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر, it is not permissible for a woman who believes in Allah in the last day that تحد على ميت فوق ثلاث, that she mourns over a deceased, meaning their death, for more than three days, إلا على زوج except for the husband for whom she will mourn for four months and ten days. Now, Zainab, the daughter of Abu Salama, who is she by the way? Zainab, the daughter of Abu Salama. She's the daughter of Abu Salama and Um Salama. Alright? So she is the stepdaughter of the Prophet So now she says that I also came to Zainab bint Jahsh. حِينَ تُوُفِّيَ أَخُوهَا When her brother passed away. So Zainab bint Jahsh, when her brother passed away, I came to see her. فَدَعَتْ بِطِيبٍ And Zainab bint Jahsh asked for some perfume. فَمَسَّتْ And then she touched it, meaning she applied it. ثُمَّ قَالَتْ مَا بِطِيبٍ مِنْ حَاجَةٍ She said, I'm not in need of putting this perfume on. It's not that I need to, you know, look nice or, or, you know, look extra nice or, or smell extra good. No, I don't have any need for this. غَيْرَ أَنِّي سَمِعْتُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ عَلَى الْمِنْبَرِ يَقُولُ The only reason why I'm putting this on is because I heard the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم saying while he was on the mimbar. So from the pulpit, he declared something. And what was it that he declared? That لا يحل لمرأة تؤمن بالله واليوم الآخر تحد على ميت فوق ثلاث إلا على زوج أربعة أشهر وعشرة. 
same statement that we have read earlier. So she said, I heard the Prophet ﷺ saying this on the mimbab, and this is the reason why I'm putting this perfume on. So what do we learn from these ahadiths? That the ruling is evident that it is not permissible for a woman to mourn the death of anyone besides her husband for more than three days. For her husband, it's four months and ten days. And the same goes for men also, meaning they should not be mourning the death of someone for more than three days. Now, the question is, what exactly is ihdad? Now, before we go into the details of uh, hidad, one thing I would like you to know is that ihdad is not a must, except for the widow. The state of mourning is not an obligation except for who? Except for who? The widow. For the widow, it's an obligation. Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned it in the Quran. Four months and ten days. And then after four months and ten days, the widow will move on with her life. Which means that immediately she can consider getting married also. Isn't it so? Which is why in the Quran we are told that there is no blame on you regarding what they do with themselves meaning they're dressing up for the purpose of looking for prospective spouses, etc. There's no harm in that as long as it is with ma'roof. So after four months and ten days, it means that a widow can move on with her life. Now for the other relatives, how long should they grieve for? Maximum three days. After three days, they should move on with their lives. And we see here, the Sahabiyat, really following this, that at a time when Umm Habiba's father has passed away, Zainab bin Jahsh's brother has passed away, these are close relatives. These are very close relatives. Look at them. On the third day, even though they don't need to apply perfume, they're applying it on purpose to make it clear to other people and to kind of emphasize to themselves also that we need to move on. And this is something that is very important. Grieving is natural, it is necessary, it's a part of healing, but a person must try to come out of the state of grief after a certain point in time. Meaning they should not go on grieving forever. Now of course, the state of your heart, your feelings are beyond your control. If somebody has passed away, your loved one has passed away, I mean, you will remember them. And if people tell you to forget about them, that's unfair. Your feelings, they're beyond your control. But your actions are in your control. So after three days, what do we see? There should be a shift in our behavior, in our actions. That you kind of consciously steer yourself away from grieving. You have to put in a conscious effort. Three days, allow yourself to grieve. Allow yourself. Just stay home if you must. Don't even apply makeup or nice fancy clothes or the jewelry that you typically wear. Don't wear it. Fine. But after three days, you have to move on. Why? Because you have a life to live. You also have to die one day. And so you must prepare for that death. So you must do something in your life. Don't spend your life grieving. 
And then there are other people who deserve something from you also. You have to take care of them. You have some obligations towards them. So you must pay attention to them also. Correct? So this means that, in summary, being sad, feeling sad, all right, your feelings, yes, you're not in control of them. But your actions, your behavior, you must try to change consciously. Consciously try to change. You see how the Sahabiyat are consciously trying to change their behavior. So this is permissible, this kind of mourning, but it is not wajib. Okay? So for example, if a woman's father dies, for instance, and let's say she's married, for example, then on the second day of her father's death, can she apply light makeup? Because she has a husband. Can she? Can she? She can. And if she does, is she, should she be looked down upon and people should be upset with her? No, because it's not a must to observe hidad for anyone other than the husband. Alright? It is permissible. And where people are grieving, then the limit is of three days. But it is not a requirement. It's not an obligation. 